and welcome to another episode of the Music and Vibes Podcast. I'm your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Well, guys, I am so super excited to be here with you today. I'm cold. I'm doing my recording from my car, which is what I call my recording studio, and it has great sound. It's just like, if it's extremely hot outside, then it's hot. If it's extremely cold outside, you get cold. So right now, I'm a little chilly. You know, it is fall, and... It wasn't, um, it's not going to be really hot today. So yeah, I'm cold. But regardless of how cold I may or may not be, I'm just super excited to be here with you guys. And I hope you're having a wonderful day and that everything is going well with you and your family. I personally am having an amazing week and I'm just thrilled to be spending this time with you today. The other day I went to the grocery store and I took my kids with me. Now typically I try not to take them with me because my kids will ask for everything. Like with me, I go in the store and I have a list of things I want to buy and I don't deviate from my list. What I do is if I'm going and I, it's like I pick the, what I'm going to do when I go to the grocery store. Like if I'm going to go to buy food, I buy food. If I go to buy like other things, I go, usually I go to Walmart. So you know how it is in Walmart. You can buy food, clothes, whatever it is you want to buy, electronics, all in the same place. But I try to keep my shopping um, separated. So if I need to go and buy something that's not a, that's a non-food item, I go on a different day. And then if I buy food or groceries, I go on another day. And I do this because I realized before I used to just go in and buy everything. And when I did that, I wasted so much money in Walmart. And the bad thing about it is I will go to Walmart like more than once a week. So think about it. So if you go to Walmart two to three times a week and you have like no idea what you want to buy, you just go and buy any and everything you can find, you can spend a lot of money. So I was trying to budget and I was like, this is not working well for me. It was working great for Walmart because they were getting all my money, but it wasn't working good for me. So what I decided to do is to budget and plan what I was going to buy when I went to the store. And when I plan my trips, things always work out so much better. Either I hit my budget or I go underneath my budget because I have a plan and I know what I want to buy. But when I don't have a plan, for some reason, my blood, I overspend all the time. So I went to the store. I took them with me. And I was like, guys, we're just buying groceries today. So give me a list of things you want, list of things I'm going to get. And we're just going to go on things on our list. So that's what we said we were going to do. But I have one daughter. She has this habit of going in the store, and she'll wait till you're really busy and preoccupied. And then she'll be asking you stuff. You're like, wait, no, I don't know, huh, what? And I say yes most of the time as a default. And then I get up to the register, and I'm just like, who said you could buy that? How much is that? So she throws stuff in the cart like that. She'll trick me. Then another daughter, she'll be like, she won't say a word. That's the thing. Megan is, like, quiet. Megan will go in the store and I've just figured out on her grocery list of things she wants, she puts etc. Okay, now who writes etc. on a grocery list? So she'll put etc. and then she'll just quietly pick stuff up and throw it in the cart. And then when you question her about it, she's like, it's on the list. Okay, yeah, I don't consider etc. as being part of a grocery list. But that's what she does. So this is what I have to fight with because they think they're way smart. They be throwing stuff in the cart or they ask you when you're busy. Whatever they do, they get a whole bunch of extra stuff into the cart. And you're sitting up here like, when did this happen? How did this happen? And why do I have all this stuff in my cart that I did not account for? It was so bad, and they had so many snacks. And to the lady at the cash register, made a little joke like, ah, oh, see, we're eating healthy, huh? And I thought it was hilarious because it was like so many chips and stuff that they wanted to eat. 
And I was like, okay. Because my rule is, once you eat all that crap up, I'm not buying anymore until I go back to the store. And I plan to go to the store next time by myself so that we I can have a regular um, shopping trip. Now, don't tell them, but I'm trying to get them to eat healthier. So what I try to do is like let them pick out all the snacks they want, one shopping trip. Then when we go back, or when I go back, I buy less or none and just get fruits and vegetables. So it's like I'm weaning them off of it slowly, but shh, don't tell them my plan. It's a good thing they don't listen to the podcast because they will figure it out. But yeah, that's the plan. So yeah, this week, go ahead. Eat all the chips you want. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Because for the next three weeks, there will be no chips. And we're just going to be eating healthier. So that's the plan. But I do enjoy having these shopping trips with them. Even though I do complain a lot about it. But I enjoy having these trips with them because of the fact that they're getting older. And the fact that they even want to come to the store with me. And it's probably self-serving because they want to get some stuff. But I enjoy the car ride. We talk. We laugh. I enjoy the going to the store with them. Even though sometimes it frustrates me when they keep throwing stuff in the cart that's not on our list. But overall, I enjoy these times together. I consider it our quality time. And since we can't really go anywhere else, the grocery store is it for us. So I enjoy that time and I have fun with them when we do these things. And once you think about it, we're making memories. So maybe they'll look back and they'll be like, yeah, I remember when we had quarantine and my mom, we went to the store with my mom. You know, they'll have something to remember and look forward to. So that is what we plan to do for right now. Now, as soon as quarantine is over, and, you know, things slightly get back to normal, then maybe we'll make memories going other places. But for now, it's making memories if you're going to the grocery store. But, hey, it doesn't matter how you make memories as long as you make memories. Now, last week, I did another Facebook Live. And, guys, I really enjoy going live. Now, remember before I was telling you how it scared me at first because you can't start over if you make a mistake? Well, I've been doing it consistently for three weeks, and you know what? I don't even think about making mistakes anymore. I just get on, say what I need to say, talk, and it's fun because I'm talking to you. It's not like I'm reciting something or anything like that. So I'm enjoying this, and I plan to do it again this week. Now this week, what we're going to do is I'm going to talk about how to break up with toxic people. Now if you're like me, and you have had all this extra time this year from March until now, We've had a lot of time during quarantine to think, to evaluate our friendships, evaluate people we hang around. You know, we've had a lot of time for self-reflection. And during this time, I'm sure I'm not the only one who realized that there have been some toxic people in my life that I just need to let go. And I'm sure you've come to that same conclusion. But the question is, like, especially if they're family members, like, how do you let these people go? What do you do? What should you say? And, you know, that's just the question. Like, what should you do? So this week, we're going to talk about how to break up with toxic people. And I think this is going to be beneficial for everyone because I'm not talking about any relationships. We are talking about relationships, but like, like we're talking about not romantic relationships, just relationships that we experience in our day-to-day lives. So we're going to be talking about that tomorrow. So join me tomorrow, which is Thursday, at 10 o'clock a.m., and we'll talk about what you need to do to move on from toxic people or toxic relationships in your life. Now, if you have a topic that you would like to discuss for our Facebook Live, then just go ahead and send me a message on the Music and Vibes podcast. And I promise you that we will discuss that topic. I know that you guys are full of amazing ideas, so keep those ideas coming, keep those topics coming, and I can't wait.
Today on the podcast, I would like to talk about how to keep past relationships out of your current relationship. If you are in a committed relationship, you understand that the hard work that it takes to make your marriage or your relationship thrive. Relationships are not always easy, and there are times in relationships where you and your partner will not always agree. There are times where you're not going to get along, but that's normal and it's okay because this is what happens when you are dealing with individuals with different backgrounds, different perspectives, different points of views. Relationships are hard enough by themselves, so the last thing you want to throw into a relationship is emotional baggage. Emotional baggage is anything that you bring from another relationship or acquire outside of your relationship to your current relationship. For example, emotional baggage can be, of course, emotional. It can be financial or spiritual. This baggage can be brought over from past romantic relationships or from current personal relationships. Did you know that things that happen in your childhood can leave you with baggage that you can take into adulthood and drag along with you in your personal and professional relationships? Any negative experience that has left you feeling scarred, hurt, wounded, or traumatized is baggage that has the potential to impact your current relationship in a negative way. Now, I know you're probably asking, well, since it's difficult to recognize emotional baggage, how can I tell if I have emotional baggage in my relationship? Well, I'm glad you asked because, as I said, it's not easy to recognize if you are bringing emotional baggage into a relationship. You know why? Because so many times we have found ways to cope with the trauma of what has happened to us. So it's like if you have a problem and you solve it, in your mind the problem has been solved. So you don't need to work on it anymore because you solved the problem. However, when it comes to emotional um, baggage, there's a problem, you cope with it, but the problem's not solved. You just found a way to deal with an ongoing issue, but you haven't found a way to solve the issue. Does that make any sense? Okay, good. So it's like you found a way to cope, but you didn't solve the problem. And when you find a way to cope, sometimes the way you cope is not always best. It works for you at that moment, but it may not be good for your relationship. And this is why sometimes we don't even realize that the way we're coping with a certain situation is causing problems in our relationship. For instance, someone who has experienced verbal abuse in a previous relationship may shut down when having difficult conversations. And you know why? Because they're so used to being beat up verbally until they're not going to really stand up for themselves or say anything. And in relationships, you need to be able to talk. So this could be a problem and cause issues in your relationship. Or someone who has had issues with abandonment as a child may tend to be controlling. And that's just because this is how they're coping with feeling out of control and being abandoned as a kid. So they're trying to control that relationship because they don't want the same thing to happen so they're not trying to control you they're trying to this is just how they're coping with feelings of being abandoned as a child or someone who was in a previous relationship who they've been cheated on a lot they couldn't trust their previous partner they may not trust you and it has nothing to do with you you may not have even done anything to ever betray their trust but because they this is how they cope with it by not trusting it by not letting themselves get hurt they don't trust you. So all of this emotional baggage has found a way to mess up or break at the foundation of a relationship that had nothing to do with what happened to that individual in the past. 
So how do you know if you are bringing emotional baggage into your relationship? Well, here are a few ways that you will know that you can tell that you're bringing emotional baggage to your relationship. Number one, you find yourself comparing your current partner to your previous partner. This is always a bad thing to do because you left the first partner for a reason. So if you left them for a reason, the last thing you want to do is compare the partner that you have to that previous person because whether they have some good qualities, whether they have some bad qualities that you're comparing them to, it doesn't even matter. Sometimes when you are out of a situation, you think that what you left was better than what it was. Here's an example. I remember I was a little kid. I was like 10 years old and we used to live in New Jersey and I loved New Jersey because you know that's where I grew up my grandparents were there my aunts my uncles cousins you know that's where my family was so when I got to be 10 years old my mom and dad decided to move to South Carolina so we moved to South Carolina I hated it and I would tell everybody who would listen how I hated the church there because it wasn't like my old church and my old church was bigger and better and I just hated everything about South Carolina so then let's fast forward to a year. So a year went by and I was in South Carolina. And I was still thinking about it. My sisters and I, we complained about everything there. And we went back to New Jersey. And when we got to New Jersey, we were shocked to find out that, first of all, the church that we were comparing to the church that we were currently going to was actually smaller than the church that we were going to in South Carolina. And the programs were not as good as the ones we had in South Carolina. And yeah, we love the people, everybody was nice and we had fun with them, but our vision of what New Jersey was, wasn't actually the reality. Like we would say, New Jersey's prettier, it's better, but when we went back, it was not as pretty as we thought it was. And we went back in the winter and, the, and in the summer, and it was still like more dreary, had like a northern feel, where South Carolina had palmetto trees, and it was just like so much... It was so much prettier, but in our mind, we couldn't see that because we had a false memory. How can I put it? It's like we remembered what New Jersey was to us in our mind, and it just seemed better than what it actually was. And this is what I think happens in relationships. You leave a relationship, and then when you leave it, you get out of it, and you just start to memorize. You're like, well, you, you remember your relationship different from the way it actually happened. It's like you rewrite history. So the person could have been the worst person ever. They could have been mean. They could have cheated on you. They may not have done anything nice for you. When you leave, you'll either remember it, that it was not as bad as it was, or you'll think it was worse than it was. So that is why you should not compare your current partner to your previous partner because the way you're remembering the details of your past relationship may not be accurate and you're setting the person you're with in your current relationship up for failure because you're comparing it to something that may or may not be accurate in your mind so that is why you should never ever ever compare your current relationship or partner to your previous partner you don't trust your partner, even though that you have no reason not to trust them. And I talked about this earlier. So if you've had a situation where you've been cheated on, lied to, whatever has happened to you that destroyed your trust, you will have a problem trusting the next person because you're guarding your heart. You're making sure you're not going to get hurt. And this can happen even if you just have a bad, a bad breakup. So this is another way you can bring baggage into your relationship and by not trusting your partner and it's not fair to them because they haven't done anything to you so you can't project what happened in a previous relationship onto the person you're currently with okay 
another way to tell that you have brought emotional baggage into your relationship is you have a bad feeling about the relationship even when there is nothing concrete to justify this feeling. Now, I want to talk about this a little bit because I know I'm always talking about follow your gut, which is true. You should follow your gut reaction. You should trust yourself and you should know yourself. But with that being said, sometimes we self-sabotage. And what do I mean by that? Like you could leave a bad relationship, go to a good one. But because you either don't feel worthy to be into it or you have guilt or shame about what happened in a previous relationship or because you don't like the person that you are, you self-sabotage. So you'll do things to bring about the end or demise of a good relationship. Like you might have a bad feeling like, oh, this is just not going to work out. My relationships never do. And talk like that will help you to self-sabotage that relationship. So this is how you know whether this is self-sabotage or whether it's honestly your gut feeling. So if you're in a relationship and there are red flags and you have this gut feeling that you should leave, this is not good, then yes, follow your gut feeling. If you know that you have a habit or you have the tendency to not trust yourself, you don't really like yourself, you have a habit of self-sabotaging, and even if you can't identify it as self-sabotaging, if you are the type of person who say things like, it never works out, I'm sure it won't, you're probably self-sabotaging. So that is when you know, okay, back up, I need to stop doing this, and then work on that relationship. Now, this is just a many, one of many ways that people have of bringing baggage into a relationship. Another way is you have a need to control the relationship or the person. And it could be because of trust issues or whatever has happened to you in the past, maybe abandonment issues. But if you have a need to control the person and control the relationship, you are bringing baggage into that relationship. You project negative feelings or insecurities onto your partner. So you may project your frustration onto your partner. You may project your insecurities onto them. So whatever negative feelings that you have, you will project it onto your partner. And projection is just taking the feelings that you have and throwing them at someone else. So if you're feeling angry or upset, you might say something to your partner where you act like you're mad all the time. When they're not, you're just projecting how you feel onto them. So this is another way to see and understand that, hey, I might be bringing baggage into a relationship. Or you constantly worry about the relationship for no reason. You might worry that, it's not going to work out. You're stressed. The person may not be faithful to you. You may have a lot of different worries for no reason at all. But it's because you're, something has happened to you in the past that has given you such a distrust for relationships until you're bringing it into your current relationship. So all six of these things are ways that you will know that you are bringing baggage into your current relationship. And if you see yourself doing any one of those things, you're doing one too many and you need to work on it. But the good thing is you have recognized that you have a problem. And as I always say, you can't work on a problem unless you know you have it. So congratulations, kudos, you recognize you have a problem. But just because you have a problem don't mean you have to keep the problem. So if you are doing any of these things, then you are bringing baggage to your relationship. But not only are you bringing baggage, you're ultimately destroying your relationship one day at a time. But the good thing about it is now that you know you have a problem, you can work on it. So how do you begin to work on this? Now listen to this. This I found to be amazing because a lot of times you don't think about it. But according to Psychology Today, 50% of all first marriages will end in divorce. Okay, so 50% 
of all first marriages will end in divorce. Okay, so then second marriages. 67% of second marriages will end in divorce. And this one just shocked me. I was like, are you serious? Are you kidding? Listen to this. 73% of third marriages will end in divorce. And, you know, it just seems like each time you get married again, the chances of divorce increase and the chances for success decreases, which is alarming and very discouraging. Because, you know, you would think that you learn something from each marriage and that the number would go down instead of go up. But, you know, that's not the reality of the situation. And here's why. One of the many reasons for the significant increase in divorce after each marriage is that you have the same person bringing the same problems into a different relationship. So nothing's changed, for real. The only thing that has changed is the person you're with. But the problems haven't changed because you're bringing them with you. The frustration that you felt in your very first relationship has not gone away. And you're going to feel it in this relationship because you're just bringing all of these things with you. And the sad thing is, with each relationship that you leave, you're picking up another negative thing, another piece of baggage, and you're adding it to the baggage you already have. So by the time you get to that third marriage, and if you want to include the times you've dated, been married, etc., it's no wonder that there's a 73% chance that you guys are not going to make it because you have so much baggage from all of these other relationships until it's almost impossible for it not to end up in divorce. And that's just how it is because so many times we don't recognize that we need to work on ourselves. And I think that this is why the statistics go up for divorce when it comes to second, third marriages. I don't even want to think about a fourth one because I'm not, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be very good. But if you if you have been divorced already, I don't want you to give up hope like, oh my goodness, I'm never going to find love. I'm not trying to discourage you. I'm not trying to scare you because you can definitely make a second marriage work. But here's how you can make it work. You can make it work by recognizing the issues that went on in your first marriage and then deal with those issues before you jump into another relationship because jumping from relationship to relationship does nothing but accumulate baggage and makes it more difficult and almost impossible for you to have a good healthy thriving relationship but if you after the first relationship doesn't work out before you move on to someone else take some time to heal get some therapy figure out what went wrong what happened? What could you do better? What could have happened differently? Work on yourself. Build yourself back up. Because people don't want to say this, but in relationships, they are so emotional and you get so drawn in. Sometimes you can lose yourself. Sometimes you can give a lot of yourself away. And in order to have a healthy relationship, you have to be whole. You can't be half of what you used to be and expect to have a healthy, thriving relationship. You have to be whole. So in order to be whole, you need to heal. You need to rebuild yourself. You need to get back to where you were and even be better than where you were before you got into that relationship. Then you're ready to date again because you are emotionally whole and you're not half of the person you used to be. So if you do this and you get whole before you date again, then there is a possibility that your chances for success in finding love, staying married, staying in love, and being with the person that you are with or your current relationship are actually working out, the chances are actually the statistics go higher because you took time to work on yourself. So no worries. Don't panic if you have had a divorce or you have failed relationships. There's no need to panic. It's cool. You will be fine. Just work on yourself. Get whole and then date again. Because by doing that, 
you will be increasing your chances for success. And I am always a person who likes to succeed. So if you want to be successful at love, make yourself whole again before you move on to the next relationship. So this is what is important. Now with a lot of hard work and commitment, you can get rid of emotional baggage. And I mentioned one way by seeing a therapist. But another, here are some things you can do. Number one, acknowledge you have a problem. Okay, say it with me. One, two, three. Acknowledge you have a problem. Yes, acknowledge you have a problem. Because if you don't acknowledge there's a problem, you can't fix it. It's impossible to fix something you don't know you have. Like, think of it like this. Okay, imagine driving your car and you are constantly losing air out of one of your tires. But you don't know it. And then eventually you get a flat tire. Now, you could have saved your tire if you had only known you were leaking air out of it. You could have maybe gotten a patch. You could have put air in it because maybe it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. Maybe it was just something where you put air in it every few months and then the tire goes back to where they're, where it's supposed to be. But if you don't know, you never put air in your tire. Eventually, you're going to have to replace the tire. But if you take care of that tire, you can keep it for a long time. So what I'm saying is like if you notice that you have a problem and not ignore problems in your relationship or ignore the problems that you are personally dealing with as a result of the baggage that you're carrying, then all of this baggage will not affect the relationship because you're going to see the problem and you're going to get help and do what you need to do to get rid of the baggage. But if you ignore the fact that you are bringing baggage into your relationship, then all of this baggage is going to destroy your relationship. So it's important to acknowledge that you have a problem. After you acknowledge you have a problem, sit with your emotions. Yes. Sit with your emotions. Now, what does this look like? Well, sitting with your emotions is if you realize you're having baggage and this baggage makes you feel a certain way. If you have to cry, cry it out. If you have to yell and scream, yell and scream it out. Now, when I say yell and scream, I'm not talking about yelling and screaming at your spouse or your partner and throwing stuff at them. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say yell and scream, like sometimes if you're frustrated and you just need to get an emotion out, there's nothing wrong with sitting in your car or in your yard and just go, ah, and just get it out and just let that emotion happen. And there's nothing wrong with being, you know, just sitting down crying and doing the ugly cry where all your makeup's falling off and, you know, just cry it out. There's nothing wrong with that. I think that sometimes we are such good at math, we are such great actors and actresses. Like, we can mask our feelings in a heartbeat because, oh, I don't want to cry. Or maybe for guys, men shouldn't cry. But you know what? That is a lie. Men can cry. Men should cry. Men should get out these feelings. Women, you know, you can cry too. Don't always have to be that strong woman that everyone thinks you should be. You are strong. And you are stronger because you can recognize your feelings and you can deal with them and accept them and sit with them. Because when you sit with your feelings and you get them out, get these emotions out, you are actually putting yourself in a healthier, better space to deal with what is happening in your relationship. So a way to get rid of emotional baggage is to sit with your feelings. Understand why you're feeling this way. What is making you feel this way? And deal with it at that moment. Don't mask it. Don't pretend it's not there because it's still there. It's like if you have a headache, your headache is not going to go away because you took medicine. It's just going to mask it for a couple of hours and then maybe it'll go away on its own. But if not, when the medicine is gone, your headache is still going to be there. So sit with your emotions, feel your emotions, and acknowledge your emotions. 
Next, recognize your emotional triggers. So if you realize you have an issue with abandonment, maybe if your partner or spouse doesn't call you back, you may make you get worried, think all kinds of things that they could be doing when they are probably not doing any of those things. So recognize your triggers. And you can only recognize emotional triggers if you acknowledge that you have a problem. If you sit with your feelings and know how certain situations make you feel, then you can recognize your emotional triggers. So you have to get to know yourself on a deeper level, not just on a level of what you want, what you need, but like know yourself, know emotionally how you are. Check in with yourself throughout the day to see, hey, are you okay? Because if you are having problems in your relationship because you're bringing over emotional baggage, there's no time like the present for you to sit down and recognize what these problems are sit with your emotions and feel them and it's going to be hard and difficult because you've been hiding these emotions for years some of you have been hiding emotions since the time you were a kid so to deal with these emotions from five-year-old or six-year-old you up until whatever age you are now it's going to be hard because you've gotten yourself into the habit of hiding your emotions and masking your feelings but i guarantee once you sit with your emotions then you can recognize what is your emotional trigger and when you recognize these triggers then you're able to react in a different way. So if you feel like you can't trust your spouse or you can't trust your partner because maybe they didn't pick up the phone exactly when you called, you can recognize that and then you can say, you know what, I'm tripping. They're going to call me when they get a chance. It's not a big deal. And that's how you begin to get rid of emotional triggers or get rid of emotional baggage by knowing yourself. Learn to forgive the person who hurt you. Yes, by forgiving the person you hurt who hurt you, you're taking away their power to affect your life. Now, when I say forgive them, I am not saying forget whatever happened to you. I'm not saying give them a pass for what they did to you. No, forgiveness and giving somebody a pass and not holding them accountable are two different things. You know, not holding someone accountable is just saying, well, it happened, but I'm just going to leave it alone. Or, well, it happened, and I'm just going to pretend it didn't. That's giving somebody a pass. Or saying, well, they did it, but they probably did it because whatever and making excuses that's given that's giving the person who hurt you a pass that's minimalizing what happened to you that's not forgiveness at all if anything that's going to do more damage to you than anything so don't do any of those things make sure people are held accountable don't minimize what happened or your emotions and don't pretend that something that happened to you did not happen to you recognize and accept that it did now forgiveness looks like this you can forgive somebody and not be okay with what happened Forgiveness is just saying, okay, this happened, they did this to me, but I'm going to forgive them so that I can move on. Forgiveness is just saying, what you did was wrong. I don't accept what you did. You know, I don't appreciate what happened, but I'm just going to forgive you. And I'm going to let my hatred towards you go. That's what forgiveness is, letting your hatred toward a person go. And it's not going to happen immediately. Now, I know that there are some people who they can do it on the spot. Okay, well, I'm not one of those people the majority of the time. It takes me a while to walk through this whole forgiveness thing. But the important thing about forgiveness is that you let go of the hurt that what that person did cause you. You let go of the guilt or the pain or whatever it is, however their actions make you feel. You let go of it and you free yourself from those emotions and you forgive them for what happened. And forgiving them is almost like 
you're doing this more for yourself than you are for them. I've talked about forgiveness in the past. When you forgive people, you are letting go of all these emotions that have a negative impact on your body. You would be surprised the effects that anger can have on you. And this is like emotional and health-wise. You'll be surprised the effects that not only anger has, but like stress, anxiety, depression, all of these things have a negative impact on your body and on your emotional health. So when you're forgiving somebody, you're just freeing yourself to be healthy. You're freeing yourself to live a better life. You are freeing yourself to be emotionally in a place where you need to be. When you're holding on to anger and hatred towards somebody, it's almost like stabbing yourself over and over and over trying to get revenge on somebody else. And it doesn't work like that. My grandmother used to tell me, Kiana, the best revenge you can get on anybody is to live a happy life and be happy. And you know what? I kind of think what she's saying is right. Like, you can't let what people have done to you control who you are and what you become. So by forgiving them, you're taking away their power to have any impact on you or your life. You're no longer letting them control you because you forgave them, you've moved on. And that is why it's important to forgive the person who hurt, who hurt you so that you can begin to get rid of the emotional baggage. You have to make peace with your past. Now, this is not always easy because some of you guys may have had horrible childhoods or maybe you've been in relationships that were messed up and you may blame yourself for different things or you may have some guilt. I don't exactly know. But what I do know is that you have to make peace with your past. So making peace with your past is just saying, okay, this happened to me. You acknowledge it, you accept it, and you move forward in a positive way and not in a negative way. You don't let what has happened to you in the past tear you down, but instead you let it make you stronger. So that is how you make peace with your past. Forgive yourself. So many people have such a hard time forgiving themselves. And I say forgive yourself because some people have put themselves in situations where they blame themselves for it. Like, well, it's my fault because if I had never done this, then this wouldn't have happened. And I think it's important for you to realize that whatever has happened to you, for whatever reason you have all this baggage... It's really not your fault why you have this baggage. What has happened, and the reason you have baggage, is because something was done to you by someone else. Now, maybe the situation, you could have been, like, in a different situation, but you can't blame yourself for things that has happened to you outside of your control. You can't blame yourself for things that other people did to you because it's not your fault. So once you learn how to recognize it's not your fault and then forgive yourself for blaming yourself about what happened then and only then can you move on. And I would always, always, always say enlist the help of a professional counselor or therapist because they can help you walk through these steps, they can help you recognize recognize different triggers, and they can also help you to acknowledge the problems. They can help you realize that you're carrying baggage from something that happened to you as a child that's affecting you now. So enlist the help of a counselor. So in conclusion, I just want to let you know and I want to encourage you to be kind to yourself. So many times we are so forgiving of other people. We're so kind to other people. We're compassionate to everybody else but ourselves. So as you go through this process of removing that baggage out of your relationship and out of your life, and as you get rid of all your emotional baggage, I want to tell you, be kind to yourself and give yourself the time that you need to heal. Don't try to rush it. Don't try to make it happen any faster than it needs to. It'll happen, but you need to give yourself time to heal. The song that we are going to listen to today is called I'm Over You. And it's about a woman 
who has dealt with her emotional baggage and she's not willing to go and let an ex back into her life with that she got rid of in a previous toxic relationship so here's the song i'm over you i once said if you break my heart once it won't happen again i gave you chance after chance because i loved you take some time to thank our sponsor BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, for all of their help and sponsorship with the Music and Vibes podcast. Is there anything in your life that is interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Well, if there is, BetterHelp is there to help you. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communication in under 48 hours and it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's a real professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. This is the thing that I love the most about BetterHelp is that just because you may need a specialized expertise in something, but it's not available in your area, it doesn't mean that you can't get it because they're online. So you can get whatever you need even if it's not available in your area because it's online. Even if you are not in the United States, these services are available for clients worldwide. All you have to do is log on to your account anytime, send a message to your counselor, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. 
Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't even have to go and sit in an uncomfortable office or waiting room as with traditional therapy. And with the coronavirus everywhere, we can definitely appreciate being able to have therapy or counseling sessions online or through phone call or through video chat. So this is helpful. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches, so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. Now, just like cars, sometimes you just have to get the right counselor. And so if you are matched with a counselor who may not be the person who fits or gels with you and someone that you can talk to, they don't have a problem with changing that person to someone who would better work with you or be a better fit with you so this is good and they don't charge you for it they'll just change up so this is the thing that that, about better help that is amazing it's also more affordable than traditional online counseling or offline counseling and financial aid is available so listen i don't want to hear any excuses about why you can't get help for your relationship or for yourself because better help has financial aid available if you need it and it's a lot cheaper than your traditional counseling so this is important to know. If you want to start living life to your fullest and have the relationship that you want, BetterHelp wants to help you. So today, guys, what I'm going to do in the show notes, I'm going to put the link to BetterHelp in the show notes. So all you have to do is click on it and it'll take you there. And the great thing about it is since you are a listener of the Music and Vibes podcast, we have a promo code, Music and Vibes, that you put in. And it will give you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp. So guys, go check it out. Do what you can to get healthier and get better. And like we talked about today, if you have baggage from previous relationships, this is definitely something you should look into and consider doing to help you get rid of your baggage. I also want to thank you guys for listening to me. I enjoy spending time with you. As you could tell when I first started, I was just like, I'm so excited to be hanging out with you, which is true. I love hanging out with you, and I think it's fun. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. And it's always a pleasure to talk to you. And I can't wait till we talk again next week. I also want to encourage you, however, to share and subscribe to the podcast. Now, I notice a lot of you have subscribed. Thank you, thank you. But if you have not subscribed, just go over and subscribe. Now, we made it easy for you to subscribe to the podcast. If you would just click on the website... There is a place at the top of the website that says subscribe. Click on it and you can be subscribed to the podcast. I also want to let you know that it's it's easy to share the podcast. There's a way, I think if you hit like the little, you know what button I'm talking about. It's like the little, it's a button and you hit on it and it says share. Now you know what I'm talking about because... You probably listen to podcasts like I do, but there's a way you can share the podcast. So share this podcast with any one of your friends or family members who may be taking baggage into their relationships and just don't know it yet. If you guys need to contact me, just go to our um, webpage and you can they'll have all the links where you can contact me, whether it's Facebook um, or if it is LinkedIn, Instagram, however it is. You can contact me. So just go hit on the icons and it will let you ca- it'll let you contact me. And when you contact me, I promise you, I promise, I will respond. Now, I want to remind you tomorrow about the Facebook Live. It's going to be at 10 o'clock a.m. And we're going to talk about how to get rid of toxic people out of your relationships. And if you know anyone 
who has a toxic person in their life that they need to get rid of, tell them about this Facebook Live so that they can hear this information and hopefully be rid of whatever toxic relationship they're dealing with and can move on into 2021 without any toxic relationships in their lives. And I know this year has gone by fast. We are in October. Can you believe in um, really less than two months we're going to be into a new year? Yeah, I know. So let these people, let your friends know about it, let your families know so that as we go into the new year, we can go in a better version of ourselves. Well, guys, it was nice talking to you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. And until we talk again next Wednesday, I will see you later. And have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Sometimes you gotta walk away